This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thursday afternoon in mid-October, and you have found the Lori and Julia show on My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment. And the uh, exciting news, of course, today, it started this morning with Jason, Alexis, and Dawn, and we'll continue on this program. We are going to play a hot ticket sounder, because we are giving away pairs of tickets to the uh, Project Down and Dirty VIP oh, event. Yes. Can you... Can you? This is not the one that you can call in to win on. But can you play the hot ticket sounder? Yeah, so let me just get rid of that music. So there. we know this is what, what it you, sounds like. This is what listeners need to listen for. Okay, that makes okay, sense. Okay, yeah, right. All right, here we go. Don't call me now. Not now. But here's what you're listening for. I've created a masterpiece. That's hot. That's hot. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I, love it. I like it. And I'm I so like happy it. Paris Hilton ends it for us. Yeah. 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 And well, then we'll do our uh, celebrity voice later in the show for the Steel Magnolias um, performance on yeah. October 31st. Okay. Hey, we got to give a shout out to the librarians in Anoka. Donnie, we have faithful, longtime fans up there. You're- really? Tell me. Mary, yes. the nurse, told us that you, she her knows sister, all of you. Her, well, yes. her sister. Oh, her sister. Her sister. She's the lady who gave us our flu shot yesterday at our oh, clinic. Oh, okay. And we forgot to say shout out because, you know, they just, uh, they they like the levity, I guess, and brevity of uh, the what we talk about, you know, because the world of... Uh, Everything else is yeah. hard. Yeah. So anyway, and then I'd also- like to extend it to all librarians. There you go. I'm sure <laughs> we have you. more than just the yeah. ones in Anoka County. You guys County do a listening. great job. But we did get an, uh, a nice email from Amy, and also um, my sister thanked me because when I was out in Washington, I, the real ID thing came up. Right. Not the mean one. No, this is the nice sister <laughs> okay. that I'm able to talk to. <laughs> you okay. have to qualify. I know. <laughs> it. Uh, and my three, my two <laughs> sisters, we joke about, are you the good sister or the right. bad? You right, know, right, it's right. a joke with it us. It is. Anyway, so I was talking to my sister and she's like, she thought, because Washington State has had the real ID. Oh, okay. But remember when we talked about the, the 72% of Americans didn't because everyone thinks when your driver's license expires and if you've been in a real ID state, they, that it would it, be that, automatic. That it's automatic. Yes. Yeah. And my sister yeah. thought that it was. And she's like, oh my gosh. And she goes, well, I've got a passport. And I go, look, I don't want to travel with a passport to Vegas or California. No, I want right. to have a real ID. I don't want to be. 
I don't want to lose my passport. Exactly, and it's bulkier. You don't want to carry it around. I don't want that to be my idea. I want to have, you know. So anyway, so uh, Amy just said, I want to thank you guys for talking about it. I needed to renew my driver's license this month. I thought we were automatically upgraded to the real ID. The only way I knew about it was I heard you guys talking about it. I And I waited an hour and a half to renew my license. I would have been so mad if I waited that long and then realized, oh, I needed to bring four different forms of ID. Yes. I'm glad yeah, yeah. I heard you guys talking about it. So I went online, figured out everything I need to bring. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. And my sister, hers is expiring in December. And she thought, because Washington State has been a real right. ID state for like two years. Wow. Okay. And it's like only like maybe ten dollars more. So it's not that big of a difference. I think I paid thirty six dollars instead oh. of like twenty two or twenty four. Yeah. I think is what and it Donnie, usually is. Donnie does have a tip though. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some people know about this. Actually, it was my lovely partner who. Does she have a name, or uh, we're just uh, she's Deb. always just yeah, partner? Her name is Deb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this, what do you say? You say my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. not anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a story for another day. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she found out about this, and it does save time. And I think you have to go to maybe the DMV side, or I found it on the Washington County side. There is a pre-application form. Yes. You know about this. Both of us did it that that. day. Good for you, because that will save you time. If you don't do that, you have to do it when you get there. Right, right. And you get a number, and I was in and out in eight minutes. Yeah, Casey did the same thing. All right, so yeah, look for that. I tweeted it out the other day. Look for that pre-application form. They ask you a bunch of questions, and then they give you a confirmation number, and it really speeds things along. yeah. Thank you, Donnie. Yes, yeah. I'm okay. glad. We did do that, and I put that in my little tickler tracer file to do that next week because this You're going to do it already? Well, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Why you not? Know, my driver's license expires next yeah. July. I'm just going to do it so I don't get, I don't just put so it it's off. Done. Just yeah. get it over with. You know? I'm just thinking next week we're going to be focusing so oh. much on being artiste. Oh, that's right. Maybe I'm going to have to push it that's up to what the I was next thinking Because yeah. we're going to be gone. Oh, my You know, gosh. I mean, on the air, but from a different location. Right. I'm going to have to pack on Sunday. As the rest of us are going to pack on Monday. Yeah. Or Tuesday yes. morning. morning. Yeah, right. I know, yeah. but I like to pack ahead of time. <laughs> I bet, you know, you know, looking for art. Do I have a smock that's appropriate oh, yes. for art? Should I get out a beret? A get beret? A oh, motorcycle yes. boots in case we weld. We're going to dress as artists because we don't know Our how to do the art. Yeah, yeah. We're going to look the part. If proletariat <gasps> art patron is listening, I wish you'd tweet us and just, you know, give us some artistic tips. No art is bad art. That's true. That's true. But anyway, I don't know, like, the clothing, as always, what we're always worried about. What are we wearing? Exactly. Well, we're going to wear things we don't care about. For every project mm-hmm. down and dirty, that's been my number one thing. What are we wearing? A modern-day house coat. I'm so yeah, excited. Not, you don't want to, something you don't care about spelling yes. on. Yeah. Smocks. Right. Well, but, I mean, well, should I break does. out my... My pleather apron that I have that Abs- has pockets. Absolutely. Oh gosh, let's well <laughs> wigs. You should wear <laughs> Natasha dust me off. Yes, I you know should it. get your Natasha <laughs> dust me off. Yeah, I think that we should bring our sexy aprons. Oh that yeah, because double, double is you know you can give in case my apron's so cute. I don't want to ruin it. What if Donnie ends up posing nude with his hands over his crotch like Prince in the? Uh, remember when he <laughs> oh, Donnie, Prince Harry? Yeah, no, no but yeah. Prince. Prince, when he was on white and he was naked and he had like the violet 
I don't remember that. Violet, uh, like a flower over his flower. Oh, okay. flower. Well, Donnie, Donnie, we did nominate you as the person as the from person, our group. The poser. Why that am I not be, surprised? That would be nude because you've got those long legs and you'd be, yeah, able, to, right. you'd be able to hide the bait this and tackle true. very easily okay. due and to the, the immense size of your thigh. <laughs> yes. I thought that and was going was, a different direction. And Donnie, <laughs> last year we argued about who was going to do the stand-up and I know oh, yeah. you really wanted to do we it. We didn't argue about it. We discussed it. Well, but you you and I discussed it, and we pretended like Donnie had an opinion. It wasn't yeah. involved. Yeah. Well, you did have input. You said you'd love to do it. But this year, what we decided is we're making you the star. He's going to He's do gonna be the, the person. By yes. doing that, that, that makes me the star? 100%. 100%. Oh. Do you know how hard it is to Don't say do hard. not move? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, how difficult it is to... Pencil, draw a a, a a naked figure in repose. Uh, I, I wouldn't oh, know. Have you ever penciled it. a naked figure? Well, Lori's been practicing. I've got. <laughs> what, she got, Casey been modeling she got a new pencil set. <laughs> <laughs> I do from Art Buddies. I they know. sent us. <laughs> they did. They, they did. Yeah, and right. I have you been practicing, Tuya? I am really. I'm not really good either, Lori. I can draw a mean eye. I've been drawing eyes, eyes. sketching eye. eyes with eyelashes. Okay. I can for do. Years. I can do a little anime, anime, which is like a little cartoon character. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Really, so, I mean, we're, we've we've got a lot to be nervous about right now. I've been doing eyes forever, and, and I can not do even any better than they used to be. I do a hell of a tongue and a mouth. Oh, yeah. that's well, she's been practicing she the Rolling said. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you do have more sexual real estate than any of us. Well, Julia, that tongue just... has been on a lot. Hello, hello. <laughs> okay, time but, to go. Time to go. Look at oh. the time. It's time I, to get... I wasn't even going to say anything dirty. Well, you just never is... intend. All right, why don't we get to this story? So I was absolutely delighted to see this morning that Andy Cohen had Lorraine Bracco in from the Clubhouse the from The Sopranos. Was she the therapist on The Sopranos? Yes. Okay. She was the therapist, and she was the one that famously, the only one we've seen in all of our years of covering the Screen Actor Guild Awards, that the year that the Sopranos cast was all there, we saw a lot of them at the Four Seasons. Oh, yes, we did. But she smoked, Donnie, a cigarette all the way down Dumb. the red carpet. Loved and it. ashed it. Yep, loved she it. She would just ash it. Oh, wow. And, and the she, other people <laughs> would go around the bushes, oh, you know? My, oh, my God. She just did it right She just did it right there, and her bosoms were spilling out, and you could tell they'd been cocktailing in the limo. Oh, yeah. They were the rowdiest. Yeah. Yeah. Ensemble of people we've ever wow. seen. So much fun and so comfortable in themselves because they were all a little more mature. And you could tell that they were buddies. Yeah. And Lorraine Bracco does say, we don't have this audio clip of it, but she does say that, um, you know, she's buddies with like all the guys from that show. Yeah. She's like a broad. She's a broad. She's a broad. And so here she is uh, asked about a recent Sopranos cast reunion. It's question. Here's what. It is time for the More You Soprano. Okay, Lorraine, I got questions. In honor of being reunited with the cast earlier this year for the 20th anniversary, who were you most excited to see? Oh, Dominic Cinesi. Uh, was there ever a time you think the Sopranos jumped the shark? Yeah. Yes? Like when? 
Yeah, I think that, you know, when they did the whole thing with me and and uh, uh, Peter Bogdanovich and he did the Jeopardy song, uh -huh. that, that was, for me, jumping the shark. Whose death did you think was the most unnecessary in the entire series? When Big you, pussy. Big <laughs> pussy. Do you think Silvio survived, survived the coma? And if so, do you think he would have become head of the family? No. No. You don't think he survived, or you don't think he would have become head of the family? Both. Both. Do you think A.J. Jr. joined the family business? No. Do you think no. if Furio stayed in America, him and Carmella would have gotten together? That's eh, a good one. I okay. don't know. Okay. Do you think Meadow married Patrick Parisi? No. Um, I like it. When you watch, do you fast forward through this theme song, or do you listen every time? Uh, I happen to like the theme song. I happen to love the whole trip to right. Jersey. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you watch it. Yeah. Thank you, Lorraine. And, you know, I do. I love her answers that she gave about um, the, the Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. I, re I really did. She's just, she's, I was just like, and Dr. Oz actually was pretty funny. He, He's great on that show, On that Lori. show he is in. One of the Dallas housewives had got her hands plumped up. She put injectables oh, in. Oh, she did? Yes, and they, she was showing him off at some crazy party. I almost regret that I don't watch Dallas. But um, Dr. Oz, uh, Andy said, what do you think about those hands? And, I mean, the gal, I can't tell how old she is because... So many injections. She could be 35. She could be 55. Right. I mean, she could be 70. I don't right. know. But he said, he goes, um, your hands are supposed to have tendons and veins. That's why they work. They, she looks puffed up like she's ready to have a heart attack. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> so it's not a good look. Just let your veins speak. Well, I mean, oh, no. you're like maybe when you're like if, if you're a rich vein woman and you've got extra money and you happen to be in your 70s and your hands... You know, you're like self-conscious and you have, you can do it. Right. It, it seems to me like a... A waste of money. Yeah. And he said, you want your hands to be able to move. Duh. He did not really feel like that that's a good mm. thing to inject them. Can yeah. I tell you a couple things about Lane Bro Lorraine Bracco? Oh, Julia, I already know it because they were promoting her new show and showed a trailer of it. Okay. Before that, though, she is 65 years old. And she, in sixth grade, was voted the, voted the ugliest girl in the class at a Long Island grade school. With the most amazing voice. Right. Yeah. She moved to France in 1974, where she became a fashion superstar for Jean-Paul Gaultier. Did you yeah, know that? Yeah, I, I guess I, I have seen photos of her when she was a um, cultish a young woman in her 20s right. or whatever. And she Because she, she's tall. Right. And she had a baby with Harvey Cattell, one. And yes. the other one's with Cattell. Kaitel, yeah. Mm -hmm. And her other one is with Margot Girard. She's got another child with him. Yeah, she's got a child. She was in uh, Rizzolian Isles. Yes, yes she, she was. was. She was the mom. Yeah. yeah. And the show that she was on for Andy with is that on HLN I on saw October this and 20th. I the headlines, Donnie. It's called Dead Wives Club, and it's just going to be like... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, six episodes. She's the narrator, the voiceover person, and it's an what the mysterious death of Natalie Wood is the first episode, oh, 90 boy. minutes. <laughs> oh, boy. Because, let's face it, <laughs> in 1981, she falls off the weekend getaway yacht with Christopher Walken and her husband, Robert Wagner, and she's deathly afraid of water, and she ends up drowning, and they're like, oh, she just fell, and we didn't hear her until the, you know, we know that's not what happened. They, the tease they showed. <laughs> what network is this on? HLN, the old one. And, you know, remember uh, it used Showbiz? It Headline News. Headline yeah, News, but, yeah. you know, Showbiz Tonight was on yeah. that, whatever that is. So that starts October 20th. Okay. She said, Glory. you are going to get a closer understanding of what happened because she did not die the way the coroner ruled it. We all know that. Is it going to be six different Six different, different dead wives, kind of. Kind of. It's part of the networks. They want. They're dedicating themselves to true crime, <laughs> mysteries, and investigations. I give you the ID channel. Yeah. You know, mm. all the people. They, you yeah, know. Dateline. Oh my gosh! Well, look, Donnie, what day? Every day that is. Remind me not to come in the next day. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, if if people have been with us for eighteen and a half years, <laughs> like we've been on the air, it doesn't make sense. Natalie Wood's death does not make sense. It's yeah. Smells to high heaven. I wish you would be an investigative reporter and go out there and stop I wish yeah. Christopher Walken remembered what happened. He did too many drugs. And Maybe he know. should have a mushroom experience and remember it. Some people are getting back, you know, that's... Some, they're dealing with depression that way, but anyway, they're getting old memories. She has this great voice, though, in the, narr- in the narration. Okay, so this call, this came We're in. talking about Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, this caller uh, came in um, with a really great question for Lorraine Bracco because we're reaching back into the late 80s. Okay. She did her research to make sure she could talk out loud, and here it is. My question for Lorraine. Uh, what was your favorite part of working on Goose and Tom Tom with Madonna and Sean Penn? And were they acting like newlyweds during the rehearsal? So this was a play you were in in the 80s when they were together? Yes. And? David Rabe wrote the play and directed it. Um, It was an experience. It was my first time on the stage. And, of course, Madonna was a huge star, and Sean was uh, her husband. (laughs) Somebody. (laughs) Sean was somebody. uh, It was... uh, Was it a zoo? Daunting. Daunting. Was it a a zoo? Yeah. I mean, I'd never experienced the paparazzi thing. We would go to want to go have a quick lunch, and you'd walk out, and there's literally a wall of 300 paparazzi screaming horrific things to Sean to try to get him agitated, which they accomplished. Wow. And, um, you know, there was a lot of running, and I was like, yeah. I'll see you later. <laughs> I don't care about lunch with you two. Right. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the photo of her sitting next to the very hot Harvey Cattell. Yeah. 
Oh, they were a beautiful couple. Yeah, Madonna with her platinum shirt hair and Sean Penn so Mm -hmm. young behind her. And she is so young looking. Yeah. It's kind of wild. 1986. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that those two wrote the show together. I love when she said, well, Madonna was a huge star. And, well, he was her husband. Chris Sean Depp was her husband. Yes. <laughs> so David great. Rabe, by the way. Uh, six degrees of Kevin. David Rabe, who wrote that, is the father of Lily Rabe, who is the daughter of Jill Clayburgh. Oh, oh. and Lily Rabe is always on American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. There you go. Although she's not on, on this not season, this season. 1984. No. No. Are you still watching that, Donnie? No, I, I'm not. I'm Did not. you give up on it? Was I gave it too up. Boring? I'm not into the slasher movie stuff. Yeah. Didn't work for me. All right. Well, there you go. All right. Listen, when we come back, oh, we do have a really juicy tidbit to tell you about about Lee Radzewell and her sister, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's Thursday. Yay. The weekend's in sight. The weekend is in sight. And it's going to be warm. It's going to be sunny. I know it. We love it. Okay, so we have a chance to once again talk about buying celebrity stuff that we'll never buy. But here's our opportunity. Okay, tell me. In case, after all these years, we want to finally do... Do something. Do something. We have a chance to own Lee Radzewell's. Uh, some of her artifacts from her home in Paris and New York are up for sale, Julia. All right. What do they include? Um, well, he, it's it's her grand personal effects. And Christie's Not is doing that. Not just her personal effects. Grand. grand. And Christie's is doing that. And there is a dusty copy of a book that came out, Jackie After Jack, a biography of... Jackie Onassis, and this book came out in 1998 by a guy by the name of Christopher Anderson. And it was on her bookshelf. And what makes this book be valuable is that Lee Radziwill scribbled her notes contradicting things that Christopher said about her or some of the things about Jackie. Mm. So it was like, you know how you... Yell back at your TV. Right. This is yelling back at a book. Okay, but wait a minute. Was Jackie still alive when this book was published? Oh, yeah. I think so. 1998. Okay. I I don't know when she died, I guess. You could look and see. Donnie, can you look look and see when Jackie died? Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't. She, she might have died mid nineties. This was published in nineteen ninety eight. Right? Yeah, that she died four years before. Okay, that. so okay. she has passed. So Lee has this copy of this book. She gets it, and like, here you go. There's a passage in the book where the author claimed that he'd heard from unnamed sources that uh, Jackie Kennedy splurged shamelessly on furs, shoes, and handbags. And directly quotes Lee Radzewell as saying, trying to make Jackie Onassis stick to a budget is like trying to make Jackie Gleason stick to a diet. This is attributed to Lee. So Lee in the margin of that writes, BS. In green pen, never said, didn't know who Gleason was. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Okay. In another part of the book, Christopher Anderson, the author, and Jackie after Jackie claimed that Lee Radswell had physically escorted her sister to AA meetings at a church in East Hampton. Radswell scratched by it in another color ink pen. I've never been to St. Luke's 
Jay and I were never in East Hampton together for 30 years except for two aunts' funerals. Whoa. So just yet another big, flat-out lie. Yeah. Okay. And the funniest thing in the book is that Jackie herself would scribble comments in the margins of newspaper articles about herself while she read them. Okay. And Lee writes in the... she was an editor, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But Lee writes in the margin, totally false, but yet she's doing it herself, you know? So anyway... um, just kind of a funny story. Well, I'm, you know? and but I'm, that's one of the books that's for sale. There's other books. There's records. Well, I'm looking at the jewelry. Tchotchkes, okay, jewelry. so there's there's um, you can go to whowhatwhere.com and yeah. they have everything in the auction. Mm-hmm. And there's a Roger. Is it Vivier? Vivier. 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 Large sunglasses, which are in right oh now. Oh my gosh, those would be amazing. $500 what they're starting at. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. There's some Gucci sunglasses. Yes. There's... A she and Jack big plastic yeah, sides. Yeah. Chanel pearls and earrings. Oh my gosh! Julia. Oh, there's a okay. There's a beautiful amethyst, amethyst ring with um, travertine garnets around it, which are green, oh purple and green. Gosh. Oh my gosh! Woo! Wow! Mine isn't annotated. But I have a copy of this book at home. Yeah. <laughs> of this book, yes. Jackie after Jack? Yes. That's you do not. I do. Serious. I do. Did I you British? read it? No, I got it for Deb. Oh, oh, Donald! <laughs> That's look at funny. you. Is she a big Jackie O fan? Well, she loved the uh, the the story about uh, Anderson Cooper and his mom. And oh, she, yes. she, loved, she devoured that, and, yeah. and I thought, well, maybe then you'd enjoy this. Yeah, right. Well, Gloria. there's been so many books written about her, but Lee Radswell is fun. Hers, uh, her, there's a account on Twitter, and Lee Radswell just has very funny bon mots. So now I need you know, to check on little, Choupette. Little dishy sayings where you know the whole Choupette thing. There's a big fight there. I know it. They, the woman who started Choupette's, with Carl Lagerfeld's blessing, Chanel has booted her off, and they have their own in set. And well, I kind of feel like up. the real Choupette is the one that Carl blessed the, mm-hmm. the woman Thanks. whose idea it was to start the parody account. Hmm. Well, here it is. Choupette, it was just posted 42 minutes. So it's Choupette's diary. Right, but that's the the gal from whatever yeah, I know. magazine it was. Oh, I'm not going to follow it anymore. I'm just not going to do it. A fake shoe pet. Yeah. No, I know. Well, Chanel kind of kicked out that gal. The lady who started it, who, who started was so it, clever and fun. And who Carl Lagerfeld unofficially gave his, right. you know, yeah. okay Blessing to. Too. And she yeah. did it for maybe like seven years yeah. before he died. And now that he's dead, people just want to hone in on whatever... Right. They want the money. And it'll just People be Instacat, you know, all the ads. And it won't be the, all the funny, snarky stuff that, you know, we kind of like. Like, <laughs> let's see what Lee Radswell said today. Um, oh, yeah, she's thanking people for for doing the, you know, bidding on things. Oh, thank you. Including, you guys, including, like, she saved things, like, when they went on the... Um, Remember when she accompanied her sister to India and her famous quote, one of them, pink is the navy blue of India. Somebody said that. Okay. okay. I don't know if it was Jackie or Lee that. or Diana. Vreeland. Let's give it to him. Let's give it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Like here was a few hours ago. A Cartier handbag reminds muggers to also ask for your jewelry. I mean, she's snarky like the, this A parody. Cartier handbag, handbag reminds muggers, muggers to, you got to know this person yeah. from New, New York, to it, ask it, for your jewelry. It was Diana Vreeland who said it that. It was. Oh, she said okay. that. In vogue. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then she said, the dress code for my 70th birthday was Tina Turner in Private Dancer. And then she shows <gasps> the picture. I love it. Okay, so right. here's some cute stuff. Okay. So I'm on Instagram, Laurie. Not yeah. so much about Lee Radswell, but Jennifer Aniston, who broke the internet. She's posted two new Insta. things. She broke Insta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's posted two new things. And one, you have to see this cute picture. This is her. A cute picture of her as a young girl, like four or yeah. three. Yeah, I heard good job her assistant's doing with that one. No That's kidding. Good, yeah. No kidding. Okay, Dorit Hemsley, you know, Piquet. Yeah, and Dorit, Dorit Piquet from who, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Who has they, a banging body and some of the best clothes and hair. I don't know I'm, how she's paying for it. They've taken $5 million off of their house that's in Beverly Hills that sits on a big anthill. Okay. It looks like you could slide over at a moment's notice. People... Build houses in the funniest spots. Oh my gosh! They they got a deal on this house yep. and paid too much at the at the wrong time of the market. They right. slashed it eight million dollars. It was eleven million. Now it's like three. That's a lot of money to slash when you don't have it. But they've settled their lawsuit. Oh, with uh, the guy yeah, that they, they owed settled, all the money to. So they settled the lawsuit, and basically what it says is they um, paid the guy. They paid him. Half of what he was owed? Something. They've paid something, but it's all over and done. All right, good. It's done. So when she comes into the season, she will she no won't longer talk be... About it, and she won't talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. She'll just talk about Piquet and... Piquet. and George, <laughs> boy George, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. How about Kurt Sutter got fired today oh, from FX? I was just reading that. And he, my mom is such a huge fan of Mayans. Really? Which is the Sons of Anarchy oh, I spinoff. I tried. So did Why I, but apparently like the second season is really good. Oh. We could just maybe jump in. Yeah. Well, I don't know why she likes it. I think she likes the sex. And um, I think she likes the hot guys on the bike. The violence is her least favorite. Well, yeah, Kurt Sutter's the creator, right? Yeah, he's, he's married, married to Katie Segal. Yeah. So here's what he did: an, a, a letter to his cast, he telling des- them he got fired. Yes, he described himself basically as an a hole, mm-hmm. and he writes, "My arrogance and chronic distraction has created a wreckage." Um, let's see. Boy, people don't ever do this. Um, he's done. He's unprofessional behavior. He's saying that multiple th- complaints oh. about him, his behavior in the letter. Well, if you watch Sons of Anarchy, he played a character on that show who was in prison, who something yeah. wild happens to mm-hmm. him. Yes. Very, very wild. And I didn't know that that was Kurt Sutter, Katie Segal's husband. Oh, you didn't? Not until oh, like okay. maybe the second <laughs> yeah. or third season of the show. We heard about this about him before, that he's very combative. He's... Full of tats, you know, he is a real, you know, he does the biker. He's just one of these guys who's in his 60s who's just abrasive as hell. And people don't want to put up with it anymore. So FX gave him the boom. But he has something with 20th Century Fox. And I don't know if that owns FX. Oh, sure. I think this is a Disney product, too. Well, I mean, if it's Fox, it's Disney now. Yeah, it's Disney now because he's talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, "If it's time for the white man to leave the building, oh, um, if we are lucky enough to have a season three, I will be stepping back as day to day showrunner and hanging the reins to my talented and passionate partner, e- Eglin James." Yeah. I mean, because Kurt Sutter is like he's the guy that he, it's his out of his twisted mind that mm. sons that, of anarchy, right? And mm-hmm. The show too. Mm-hmm. 
Well, well, not everybody is good at all all parts. Well, no, but you can't have, like, I, I bet there's, you know, I mean, all ages are working on that. Job. People don't want to put up with people being big. Crabby and mean and bullying we'll call them dings. You, no one you does. Don't, you don't get to do that. But I, well, here's what the thing is. It is not against the law in the workplace. So it's up to individual companies to fire people who are bullies. And even though, you know, they may say they don't mean it, it's just people don't want to hear that they're so dismissed all the time. And it's changing. I mean, you can't work. That would just how demoralizing every day to go in and you don't know when your boss is going to flare or whatever's going to happen. And you're kind of dumb. It doesn't have anything to do with him being a white guy. It has everything. He says, I know, but it has everything to do with him just being Being an asshole. Being an A. Yes. Thank you. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Julia, mm-hmm. well said. Yeah. Well wants, said. That would make my stomach churn. I know. Yeah. And I... and I, I worked for someone like that's that. That's right. A previous, previous, previous owner of Sun Country Airlines. I left that place and I had a really good job. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend, Casey and I went in. He just... He's like, you do not need to be putting up with that BS. And we went in on a Sunday and I packed up my office and then just left a letter. I mean, it was abusive. Mm-hmm. He was abusive to you. He was abusive to everybody. Yeah, he was. So it wasn't just me. No, you're right. He, But he was the head boss. Mm-hmm. So he, I was protected. I was in a different area, and he didn't care about what I did. Yeah, well, you were in a direct report. No. I reported to him. Ugh. He had like 35 people that reported <laughs> to him, and an airline cannot be micromanaged. Mm-mm. There's too many... By um, someone who managed a hotel part previously. You can't... An airline can never be micromanaged because you've got union, you've got mechanic. I mean, you just have too many different kinds of brains of people working, and you have to trust all your department heads that they know what they're doing. What is this, like 98? Um... 96... 97? 97, 98 yeah. is when I worked yeah. there. So, anyway, it was just like really... Shocking I mean, to you because you were one so excited. And in, in exact all of his direct reports, he picked up a chair and threw it out a window Oops. in front of all of us. <laughs> I mean, but who were who were we going to tell? His dad. That was our only recourse <laughs> was to tell his dad who owned the company. I mean, oh boy. All right, listen, we got to get going because we are talking to uh, listen. Lara. This is a hot, hot book. The Lara book Prescott. is. This, the secrets we kept, Laura Prescott. Lara. Lara. Oh yeah, because Doctor Lara. Lara. Like you know, Lara in Doctor Zhivago and Lara Spencer. We'll be right back. In uh, the movie Dr. Shivago, and we're delighted to, um, before we introduce our author, we want you to know that today's uh, book review is brought to you by Winding Trail Books in Milton Square, and they have all the books that we always have available 
online or go into their store. They've got a cute store. So we're delighted right now. We have Lara Prescott with us. And Lara, you we played the Dr. Zhivago theme song. <laughs> the book is The Secret We Kept. The Secrets We Kept. The psych- Secrets We Kept. And you were named after, you know, um, Lara. Lara and Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> I so, was. So... <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, guys. Well, absolutely. You. So, absolutely. So, so did, is the book start because of your name? Is this how you get the idea for the book? I think my mom would say that because she named me Laura <laughs> after Dr. Zhivago's heroine. But um, So it's always been a part of my life, loving Boris Pasternak's masterpiece. But it wasn't until a few years ago that I found out that the CIA had used it as a weapon during the Cold War. And when I found that out, I was intrigued and needed to learn everything i could about it yeah it's it's a fascinating story so can you tell people how the secrets we kept kind of um all comes together give us a summary of the story yeah yeah so i am telling the almost stranger than fiction true life story of how the cia had printed and smuggled Dr. Zhivago back behind the Iron Curtain where it was banned. And they did this to show citizens that this famous Soviet writer couldn't even publish in his own country and what they were missing. And it's narrated by mostly women protagonists. So I have a group of CIA typists that are narrators. And then I have two women spies that are based on some of the early CIA women spies. And then I also go into the Soviet Union and tell the story from Olga Ivanskaya's perspective. And she was the real life um, mistress of Boris Pasternak and also the muse for Lara and Dr. Zhivago. So it goes back and forth between East and West telling this, this story. And, and it's, and I didn't know I, the story of had, the writing of Dr. Zhivago that it was published in Italy. It was famous in the West. Yeah, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And it was never even allowed in uh, Russia at, until 1988. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's yeah, just it was, wild. It, it is. It's, um, it was banned. So it was written in, 19, he finished it in 1956. And in Soviet culture, you needed to send it to the state publishing houses to get approved. And Boris Pasternak was the most famous living Soviet writer at the time. And so he sent his manuscript off and didn't hear anything back and soon realized that this is not going to be published in his native home. Um, and so the Italians did smuggle it out of the country. And it was printed first in Milan um, by a an, an publishing company called Feltrinelli. And after it was published in Milan, everyone, you know, all the translations came out and became, you know, a number one New York Times bestseller. And this is when the CIA got involved because they said, you know, we're going to use this book that's banned and show the citizens that, you know, maybe the Soviet Union is keeping things from them and keeping freedoms from them. Right. Which is just fascinating to me. So the thing is, so we have the U.S., the women that were called the secretaries at the time who did work for the CIA. CIA. Yeah, okay. And then then we have Olga and and, um, Boris, Bori. Boris, I loved mm-hmm. Ogla. I loved her voice. Olga? Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. I really, she was the one for me that I really felt for. Um, and, she, oh. the mistress. and she was the mistress. Yeah. And she, I just thought of what she gave up. You could feel her suffering. You could feel everything that she did. 
Um, what is the, you know, this, you must have done so much research to find out about these women because women were only secretaries at the time or homemakers, mm-hmm. you know, to have mm-hmm. these roles. Yeah, I mean, well, first off, um, about Olga, I was fortunate enough to read her own words and what happened during this whole Zhivago affair um, in the Soviet Union, and she was actually sentenced to the Gulag um, as punishment to Boris Pasternak to put pressure on him to stop writing the novel. And so she really suffered greatly, and I was always interested in that woman that's behind the man, behind the man in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And so when I was reading her own words about what happened, I just knew she had to tell half of the story. And in the West, I did so much research on the roles women had in the early CIA and the only jobs that they were you know, able to do. They often weren't allowed to rise above those ranks. And especially women who had fought in World War II in the OSS, which right. was the precursor to the CIA. And then when the CIA was formed after World War II and they transitioned over, they went from being in the front lines to being behind the desk. And so even though my characters of Arena and Sally um, in the novel are fictional characters, um, they're based on a lot of these real-life women's stories that are just now coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to see there's a lot of nonfiction being written about these women, like Virginia Hall being mm-hmm. one of them, because they're truly... Heroes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you and you give them a good, I mean, we feel like we know them as well. The book, if you're just joining us, is The Secrets We Kept. It's by Laura Prescott. This was a Reese Witherspoon book club pick for the month of September. How did that come about? Well, that, <laughs> it was I mean, a miracle to me. Yeah, but I how mean, exciting. That, that's got to sell a lot of books having her imprint on it, like, you I know, mean, Oprah. I feel so grateful that Reese picked my book because, you know, I'm a debut author. This is my first novel. Mm -hmm. No one really knows who I am. And, you know, just her giving her stamp of endorsement opens it up to this huge platform of readers who are eager to read her recommendations. And so I feel so grateful and privileged to to be in that spot. It's so cool. Okay, so we don't have much time with you. Can we ask you the the last great book that you read? Oh, I just read a book by Sally Rooney. She's an Irish writer, and she wrote a book called Normal People, and it's a novel, and I loved it. All right. So if you like books about relationships, that's a good one for you. Okay, got it. And also, congratulations for getting a really great book plug from one of our favorite authors. Uh, She wrote The Huntress. We had her on earlier this year, Kate Quinn and the Alice Network. And I was going to ask you, because your book is kind of, you know, she does sort of the same thing that you're doing with her stories is sharing, you know, fictionalized versions of real women, real things that happened that we didn't know about. Mm Yeah, she's an absolute inspiration and just so generous and inspiring to see her career unfold. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in telling those stories, too. Well, well you're, we'll you're going to be able to because we have already heard the secrets we kept have been, it's been optioned. Right? <laughs> yes. So, right. fingers crossed. All right, Congratulations. Fingers crossed. Keep writing. We've got a couple copies to give away. Laura Prescott, Cheers. the secrets we kept. Thank you. 651-641-1071.